and we are back from Devils on the Rush, Season 2, Episode 2. Plenty to get to, plenty of off-season news, moves, uh, player news, coaching news, um, possible free agency news, possible trade target news. Plenty to get to today, Alejandro. How are you? I'm good. I'm ready for the draft and free agency. That's all about a week away now, and the rumors are really starting to kick up here at the end of the week, so fun times. Yeah, uh, since the last time we convened, we had a big signing, uh, a signing that we, I guess, wish would have happened last summer um, or um, earlier this season, um, but it came in this offseason, and uh, I think it came in at a fair price uh, and at a term we expected. Alex, why don't you dig into the uh, Jesper signing? Yeah, so it was a long time coming. I think everyone has been, you know, I think that's kind of why fans were just getting frustrated with Brett and the playoffs and all that too, and just kind of boiled up that he wasn't playing well in the playoffs and he's still yet to sign the contract. But at the end of the day, they got an eight-year do- eight-year deal done for the same exact cap hit as Kevin Fiala, $7.875 million, which I thought I've written it a couple of times over the last few months, and I, I think even really since Fiala signed that deal last year. That, oh, that was, did you you hit it right on the head? Uh, yeah, the only difference was that Fiala got seven years and eight years um, for Brat. So, um, so you called your shot on this? A little bit, yeah, kind of. Oh, all right. All yeah. right, I see you. <laughs> yeah, back in, um, I think, when Fitz already originally said he was um, working – on a contract extension with Brat around the trade deadline, I went back and I wrote a piece on like contract comparables. And I had, you know, well, Fiala wasn't the only one I had. I had like Fiala, Jordan, Cairo, there were a couple other players I don't remember off the top of my head, but they're all in that like 7.85 million range to 8, 8.25. And, you know, when I was done with the article, I was basically like, you know, Fiala is probably the best comparable here. Um, and it turns out that they just gave him the Fiala deal with the extra year because, you know, Fiala was, uh, he wasn't a sign and trade or anything last year. So Los Angeles couldn't give him the eighth year. But yeah, it's the same, same, um, same contract. The cap hits, I think everyone's happy that he came in under $8 million. Um, I think people were a little worried that, you know, the hold up here was kind of that Brat wanted over $8 million a year. But, um, you know, it, they had to get it done. I mean, it was getting close to crunch time here. They couldn't let it go Whoa. towards like another arbitration hearing in the summer. I mean, later in the summer, all 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 reports were that Tommy Fitz said shit or get off the pot. Really? Yeah, uh, I was just gonna get into that. So like yeah. after Brad, no, sorry, sorry, didn't mean the no, front no, no, run. It's good. There. Good segue. <laughs> um, yeah, I was on the Fried, uh, on the Thirty Two Thoughts episode after Elliot uh, after Jesper Bratt signed the deal. Elliot Friedman said that um, you know very recently the Devils management went to Bratt and his camp, and they were like, "We need a commitment from you here soon, or we're going to put you on the market." Oh, we have a different different visitor today, not Lucille. Oh, today's Dolly. Yeah, yes, today's Dolly, Dolly wanted to come say hi. hi. Dolly doesn't seem like she makes as much noise. I didn't even hear her there. Mm-hmm. So. No, she's she's the silent assassin. <laughs> um well so dolly can get in on the brat talk here but um yeah fitz said apparently they told brat's camp like if you don't give us a commitment soon here we're gonna put you on the trade block or we're gonna put you on the market and i think that's what ultimately got the deal done i think i think brat would have liked to have gotten 
to settle for like a four to five year deal. I think he that was kind of the hold up here, not the money. I think it was he wanted shorter term so he could get another payday as an unrestricted free agent, you know, say five years from now when the cap really goes up and he'd still have a shot at it since he'd only be 30 years old. But he still got paid at the end of the day. He's making almost $64 million total over the eight years. So, And he knows that the Devils are probably going to be contenders for most of those eight years. So, um, yeah, it's about time they got done. Um, it was a long time coming, and you know now the sh- they can focus their attention to getting something done with Timo Meyer. Yeah, let's let – I mean, okay, well, you said about 64. I mean, it's 63, Alex, right? Isn't this like the whole thing that was going around on the internet? Oh, right, his yeah, number, his jersey yeah. number, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I forgot about that. So, um, right. All right, there we right, go. Right, so right. That, that that's the one point. Secondly, uh, happy it's done. Um, I mean – uh, for as excited as Jesper could be in a social media video, he seemed to be uh, slightly excited about his contract, but uh, happy for him, <laughs> happy that he's here. Uh, I think him and Nico, you know, obviously came in together, so it'll be good to keep that going. Um, and, you know, it seems like good vibes all around. And finally, maybe even this, you know, once this is behind him, he'll even just take off from there, right? Because, I mean, at some point this was probably weighing on him in his head. Yeah, and I don't think the playoffs really. I think those are just kind of like separate things. Yeah, yeah no, I, I don't think so experience. either. Yeah, yeah, but still, like now he can just kind of even play even more freely. Exactly. It's um, you know, there's like it's one of those things you just can't. There's no way to quantify it, but like contract, like it wasn't a dispute, but like contract negotiations can weigh on a player. So, um, yeah, I think he now that he knows he's secure for the next eight years, there's really he doesn't have to worry about that again for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, we can segue into Timo um, and got some very interesting news from the Jeff Merrick show uh, interview with Tom Fitzgerald. Uh, it, it baffles me how candid Tom Fitzgerald is sometimes in these pressers, whether it's team related or just on a spot on the, you know, a national Canada broadcast radio show. Um, but yeah, he basically said, Timo said, yeah, sign me up for eight. Let's do it. So uh, it sounds like Fitzy and Claude Lemieux, a ex-Devil great com, uh, a Conn Smythe winner in 95, two-time cup winner with the Devils. I believe uh, so, right? Yeah. And lost it once with them too, right? When yeah, they was lost he on the 2001 the, team? I believe yeah. so, yeah. Uh, I think it was with the face-off and he was in the wrong position and then the Av scored. I think that's uh, – <laughs> I think I remember that interview. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so hopefully this gets done. Where, where, What are your guesses? Let's see if you can call your shot on this one, Alejandro. Yeah, so Elliot Friedman on of one of the 32 Thoughts episodes this week to confirm that um, you know they're really grinding away at a deal right now. And he said no one has disputed that uh, Meyer told his agent to uh, get an eight-year deal done with the devil. So it looks like they're working towards that. Um this one's a little tough. I think he's probably looking for $9 million a year, maybe just like a little bit above it. But I think when all is said and done, it'll probably look pretty similar to the Bo Horvat deal. Let's say like eight years, $8.5 million a year. Um, so I think that's where we end up with Meyer. If Fitz gets him below nine, that's a win. If he gets him even below 8.5, I mean, just kind of like build the statue in Championship Plaza. For Fitz, getting Timo below 8.5 would be fantastic. I think- Listen, I think it's going to be eight eight point two five. Really? Yeah. I mean, I could see it. Like, I, see, I think, and you know why? I think you you can say, "Hey, you're the highest paid forward." 
I'm giving right. you that. You're the highest paid forward. And we don't have another forward coming up for a long time. So you will be the highest paid forward for a while. But also, you know, look at everyone else. Everyone else is on a team-friendly deal here. Let's let's all get together and let's go get Connor Hellebuck. So um, that's just, we'll get into that in a bit, but yeah, I don't, it's going to be tough to get Connor Hellebuck if Timbo signs for 8.5, anything above it, it will be difficult. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it gets done. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's going to get I've done. Been, I wouldn't even be surprised if it got done before the draft, um, just kind of take care of everything ahead of a free agency. So this is not inside and information. An, and then there was another, you know, social media thirst trap posted today too oh, i didn't with the see devil that. shorts oh he had these real nice short shorts on the devil's <laughs> logo so yeah the swiss king is back we, we got plenty of swiss king swiss princes you know we, just many swiss royalty on this on this swiss guard right, swiss right. guard <laughs> um so yeah i think that's gonna get done here pretty quickly um i would be surprised if it really carried over like far past free agency at this point it's definitely not getting to arbitration they will get something done before that so um yeah that's the next i guess big thing uh fitz has to take care of as far as in-house kind of like housekeeping kind of stuff so and yeah i'm not really anticipating any issues there yeah Uh, do we want to dig a little bit deeper into that interview though uh i think there were some interesting tidbits there yeah uh i mean i actually I just finished yesterday's 32 thoughts episode. I'm way behind on a lot of my podcasts. So I actually haven't even listened to the Fitz um, uh, interview, but the Mer- on the Merrick show yet. So I'll tee you up then. I'll tee yeah. you up. Put it on the TU swing. Yeah, that works. <laughs> uh, Dawson Mercer. He did drop that. He would want to get him inked up for some oh. term. Oh, was that the, was that Fitz's press conference at the brat thing? No, 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 no. This was uh, you said uh, that on Merrick too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I did see that. Um, yeah. Do you think that gets done this summer too? Yeah, I think that would be like a late summer thing after free agency uh, gets completed, and you know what they want to do as far as improving the rosters with external additions and stuff. Uh, I think that's when you would uh, get a Mercer deal done. I when think did Hughes the same- get announced? When did Hughes get announced? Jack Hughes? Um, yeah. That was like a little bit before Thanksgiving in uh, November 2021, I think. Um, yeah, so uh, like, you know, maybe something like that too, right? Yeah, I was going to even bring up Siegenthaler. If I remember right, he signed like pretty late in the summer last year, just kind of out of nowhere. So it could be something like that too, where you get... Like, when I uh, saw that number too, that was an unreal number. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right, $3.4 million for Siegenthaler. Um, so I think you could see something like, I don't know, just random late July, early August day. It's like, oh, so Dawson Mercer has signed, you know, a five-by-five five extension with the Devils or something like that. So um, An earthquake detected in Newfoundland. <laughs> he'd probably be the richest guy up there that's for sure uh yeah no i think that one gets done um okay any other uh okay and some coaching news uh this week a little bit unexpected i think you know we were kind of expecting an in-house hire here or an in-house promotion if you will um at least uh, i think you wrote about it or at least we definitely discussed it um with the sergey breland but uh it looks like Fitz went to tapped his old buddy on the shoulder and Travis Green, make your way down Broad Street. Welcome to the New Jersey Devils as an associate head coach, not assistant, associate head coach. 
replacing Andrew Burnett and all likely taking on the power play. What are your thoughts on the hire? Yeah, so I had written a couple of weeks ago when Burnett got hired by Nashville that I thought Sergey Breland was like the odds-on favorite to take over for uh, Bruno. But at the end of that article, I did say like if a coach that um, you know with experience came up, that the Devils might want to hire him. And that coach, I if I remember right, I specifically mentioned Travis Green. Um, so I didn't call my shot on this because I said it wasn't going to happen. I thought Breland was going to get the job. But I did mention like Travis Green in passing, and I think he's a pretty good coach, um, despite what the results said in Vancouver. That roster was so poorly mismanaged when he was their coach that I, it's kind of hard to take away how much of an impact he had on that roster. There was, you know, the 2019 20 season when they made a little bit of, the, of a run in the playoff bubble that they did pretty well there. And um, their power play was up and down there. I think they had two years it was top 10, and then two years it was bottom 10. So. But again, that's kind of hard to say, um, you know, with how their roster is. I mean, you look at the defensemen that they have, it's only really Quinn Hughes could operate a power play in the Vancouver. So um, I think it's a good hire. Um, he has the same title as Andrew Burnett. There was room for improvement with the power play this season. So we'll see, you know, if he can kind of get them to being a top 10 power play. Um, he's definitely going to have the personnel to do it in New Jersey. So um, and he's a young guy too. Um, by all accounts, he's a really a great person too. So he was well liked in Vancouver and in his time as the Utica Comets uh, coach, um, you know, before they became the Devils affiliate. So um, seems like a good hire to me. Yeah, but listen, I, I I don't feel one way or the other. Yeah. Until I see what happens with the power play, I don't feel one way or the other. Yeah, I agree. Ask Ask me in October. Right. Yeah. Even like even later, you talk about like around Thanksgiving when you know he really kind of gets settled in and yeah. You know, ask me. His... Yeah. Ask me in Thanksgiving. That's fine. Yeah. So, uh, but on the surface, it looks like a good hire, and you know he's a young guy too. Um, X player. Yeah. X so. player. And yeah, I think like you said, there's connection to Fitz too. So. I think they played together. Yeah. Right. All right. Should we now transition into potential? trade targets uh there has been a a lot of rumblings this week with the one the only top free uh top available goalie on the market not free agent but everyone know connor connor hellebuck is available come get him from the winnipeg jets um and mr pierre lebrun with a fat tidbit in a insider article stating that the New Jersey Devils is one of the preferred destinations of Connor Hellebuck. Preferred destinations, the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, so, um, yeah, he's open for those who missed it. I don't know how you you could miss it because it was like the biggest news of the week. But if you did miss it, Connor Hellebuck and the Devils, there's mutual interest there. The Devils uh, have had like kind of some preliminary talks with Winnipeg there, but they're hesitant to sign him for the money he's looking for, which is the Vasilevsky contract, or at least the Vasilevsky money. I don't know about eight years at his. I don't know what team would give him eight years at his age, but he is looking for nine point five million dollars a year. Um, and that's where the Devils co- and other teams, according to Pierre LeBron, balk uh, right now. So, um, I mean, we'll see what happens there. I think he's gonna have to come down a lot from his demands uh i think 
for the Devils to start feeling comfortable in acquiring Hellebuck, you'd have to be open to signing, I think, for $8 million a year max. And I even think they would want that number below $8 million a year. It's got to be in the sevens. It's got to yeah. be in the sevens. I think 7.5 is the number they would feel comfortable. But even then, hes they're not going to do it. I, I couldn't see them giving him more than five years and, you know, this is going to be his last chance to cash in. By the time a contract kicks in, he'll be 31 years old. So, like, this is his chance to cash in. If, you know, he thinks a five-year deal is good, he's going to have to compromise for sure. Like, there's no way the Devils will do it for $9.5 million because then how do you fit in Timo Meyer, the rest of the roster, really? I mean, you're just basically your bottom six, and your defense would have to be, like, all ELCs are really cheap contracts. Um, so I, I think, you know... The team I look at for Hellebuck, I think, is Los Angeles. They just kind of make the most sense. And they, you know, Ante Kopitar and Judati are not getting any younger. So they probably want to try to, you know, compete with them in a weaker conference. Um, yeah, I just don't really see it happening with New Jersey right now, unless Connor Hellebuck like, is really okay with leaving a lot of money on the table. And it would have to be like a short term deal, say, for like. How do the Kings have that years. much space? I, they. So, by. Uh, who did they trade? Um, if it was Cal Peterson that they moved his $5 million hit off the books. Oh, and okay. They moved someone else in that three-team trade, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Was it – oh, Sean Walker, too. So they freed up but, about $8 million in cap space there. But the other thing to consider is, is like, the Corey money's coming off next year, right? Yeah, but that's um, – I got – how much is that? A $2 million dead hit, right? Yeah, two and a half, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So I mean, it's nothing. Bernier came off this year. I mean – Let's let's make it work. Go get Connor. Go I mean, run for, for it, baby. For this year, they can. It won't be too bad because I think his cap hits just like six point two million dollars. Uh, I think what they have an issue with is extending him to you know a number above eight and especially nine. They will definitely not extend them to a number above nine. And I feel like there's a team that's going to do it for maybe eight and a half million dollars. It would be Los Angeles. Um, I, Buffalo's probably interested in him too. But I don't know if they're ready to, you know, they're kind of in a bit of a similar situation to New Jersey here. They have Devin Levi, so they don't want to really block him too long. The Devils have Akira Schmid, so they don't, or Schmid, that's apparently how it's pronounced. Uh, that the Schmido the Torpedo, let's yeah, not kid ourselves. Yeah, we'll stick with the nickname Schmido the Torpedo, but apparently his name is pronounced Schmid. So um, anyway, yeah, they, they don't, the Devils want to, don't want to block Akira um, by signing Hellebuck to like more than five years. Um, I think Buffalo's in the same position. Uh, with Devin Levi, so it'd be interesting to see where he ends up. He's definitely not sticking around in Winnipeg. I would probably say Los Angeles makes the most sense, but if you know he comes down from his price, you know maybe New Jersey gets more involved here. Based on what LeBron said, it doesn't sound like the Devils are really that serious in talks right now. They just kind of checked in there, Santa, but you know they're still unsigned as at this point. So, what do you think the Flyers point. want for Carter Hart? Um. A lot, Jack Hughes. I mean, it's probably it's probably like a first two first round picks and like a top prospect kind of like equivalently. You know, I'm sure they want. Would you give up next year and the year after and halts for Carter Hart? I think the thing is with the Devils, since they're the division rival, it's going to be more expensive for them than yeah. any other team. So I wouldn't pay up for Carter Hart because you definitely have to overpay to get him out of Philadelphia to New Jersey. So, you know, I think if the the Sabers don't get 
Hellebuck, I always thought Carter Hart made the most sense for them. So um, I, I mean, I don't. I think they're sending them out west. It's out I, west, or anything. I'm sure that's their preference. But uh, you know, I have to think off the top of my head who needs a goaltender in the west. I guess Los Angeles. You know, they're looking for a goalie, and they would make sense for, for Carter Hart too. So it would cost less than Hellebuck. Um, but yeah, I, it's kind of interesting. I thought a month ago, if you had told me the Devils would be looking for a goalie, I would have said. No, just unless like someone Hellebuck comes up, but I mean, obviously that happened with the Hellebuck thing. But even without him, now I think they're gonna bring in someone else. Vimelka. I was thinking about him. You know, I don't know what Arizona. I don't know what their plans are for next season. Like, are they just gonna keep tanking, or are they gonna try to make it a little more competitive now because they kind of want to make a case to stay in Arizona moving forward? They kind of a fascinating team to watch this offseason. Like, I just don't have any idea what they're gonna do. Well, they just bought out two fourth liners. Yeah, so that to me that gives me a sense that they're trying to be a little more competitive because, like, if they could have just kept those guys, you know, for cap purposes for next season, but they freed up a couple of roster spots and kept some cap space, so maybe they're planning to do some things this summer that will make them a little more competitive. I don't know. The one name that's really interesting to me is Jeremy Swayman because, like, you look at Boston's cap situation and like. I'm, they have to like they only have 15 players signed so they have to sign eight players to ice and roster for next season and like i don't know how they're going to fit in jeremy swayman while keeping linus ulmark and ulmark has some no trade protection and stuff which could which could make it different difficult for boston to trade uh linus so and we've I, traded with boston before yeah yeah right there's obviously pavel zaka and eric Halla just a year ago so like i think if the goalie that makes the most sense for me on the trade market for the Devils would be Swayman if he did become available, which as of now... You send Blackwood the other way? Um, I mean, they have a prospect who's put up some pretty crazy numbers in AHL the last couple of seasons, Brandon Bussey, and I think with their cap situation, they would be riding... If they trade Swayman, it would be Bussey in an Olmark kind of rotation, but it'd be interesting to see how they figure it out. I'm sure they would like to keep Swayman and, and Olmark um, going forward, but their cap situation might not... You know, might make it's either it Swayman or Hall, right? It's either Swayman or Hall. Yeah, I mean, Grizzly will definitely get traded. So, one of the insiders, big insiders, said that the Grizzly will be the first to go. It could have even been Fluto Shinzawa, who covers the Bruins for uh, the Athletic. I think he said Grizzly will be the first to go from there. Um, their cap situation. And then, I mean, Taylor Hall has a no move clause and no trade protection, too. So, I don't know how easy it's going to be to trade him. Um, yeah, Boston's a fascinating team, too. I think. But if Swayman became available, you know, he makes the most sense. I think even more for Hellebuck because Swayman's only 24 years old. So, like, he fits in with the core of this team. You don't have to pay him a big contract now. You could do, like, a bridge deal, and then you worry about it, you know, a couple years from now. And he has a 920 career save percentage. I think you could ride with a VTech and Swayman, um, you know, tandem for a little bit until Schmidt is ready. And then when it's a curious time, you have an Akira and Swayman tandem, and they would almost be the same age i think like a two-year difference in year and a half so he's my ideal goalie for me but i just can't really see boston trading him and like they have no choice i think you know when we see this all the time like eventually teams figure it out like they figure out to do a way to keep their best players and i think they'll figure out a way to keep swayman there um so we'll see what happens very very interesting i didn't even think of that but i would love him i mean great great goalie so uh yeah but I agree. I just yeah, I can't I mean, see Boston doing it right yeah. now. 
So, I mean, the, the, as much as Don Sweeney gets ragged on, that guy, the guy's pulled ra- rabbits out of smaller hats before. Yeah, I think just this time, if you look at the Bruins cap situation, it's going to be really difficult to pull that off. Because I think they only have like $5 million in cap space as of this recording. So, like, it's going to be like the Devils, like, in at the end of their run. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to, to move out some bodies here. Um, and their team could, you know, if Bergeron and Krejci don't come back, they could be significantly worse next season. Yeah, I mean, because they were on super team-friendly deals. Yeah, and they'd have to take even more super team uh, team-friendly deals, even with the Bruins moving some cap space now. So I saw Fluto Oceanzawa said that uh, an anonymous Bruin player said they're not expecting either of, either of them back next season. So... All right. Um, anything else that we need to hit on? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Did anything happen on Twitter while we were recording? I don't think so. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. So I think we got it touched on uh, for this episode here. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I don't think anyone else said they're leaving Calgary. I think about just about everyone said that they're out at this point. Yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, that's a wrap on episode two uh, for the second season. I think uh, we discussed maybe uh, getting a recording in next week to discuss trade, um, the uh, NHL draft. Yeah. So round one is on Wednesday night. So, yeah, we try to record before then if we can, for sure. Yeah, we'll try uh, either Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, I should be able to do either. Yeah, you know, I should definitely be able to do either one of those nights. So shouldn't be a problem. All right. Well, with that, it's a wrap. And let's go Devils. Let's go Devils. That's recency bias can be a hell of a drug. So, um, you know, I think Colton would, Colton would definitely be a better option. Plus, you know, I think fans would obviously love it. Grew up a Devils fan. He's from New Jersey. So this is the whole fan. You have to do it, obviously, more for the, than for fans wanting it. You got to do it for the hockey. fan fiction. You got to do it for the fan fiction. There's there's that obviously, but you know, he is a good like fit hockey wise for what they need in the bottom six. Yeah, totally. Um, and then I mean, I guess we haven't heard anything from Bastion and McLeod. Um, it yeah, sounds I like mean, Hollis talks. I think are progressing. Yeah, I think he will. I don't know when he's gonna get done, but I would be surprised if he's playing elsewhere next season. Um, I think you're probably looking there at like a two three year deal, something around that. Um, and I think they're trying to get him at a friendly cap hit because they know they have to kind of squeeze a little bit to do some additions. Um, I think his previous cap hit was like $2.375 million. So maybe he comes in around three uh, on a two-year deal or three-year deal. So, But he'll be playing with the Devils next season. I'd be really surprised if he weren't. Yeah, three by three sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see. And then Jesper Boquist, do we think just dangling out in the wind a little bit? Yeah, I mean... I, you know, we haven't really heard anything as far as contract talks go with him, but we don't really hear. I mean, he's not that big a name, so I guess maybe it's not too surprising to not see him come up in trade rumors, but we don't hear anything in that regard, too. You know, I think the thing is with Bocus, like, he shouldn't cost much to re-sign. Like, you know, maybe $1.5 million, somewhere around there. You could even give him that for two years, and he's a solid bottom six forward at this point. Um, I just, you know, I think if the Devils want to add something different there in the bottom six and, you know, try to give themselves a bit of a different look, you probably don't resign Boquist and you try to trade him instead. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't, just like, I don't really get a sense of anything that's going on there yet. Maybe it depends on, you know, who else they bring in in that bottom six or even like, 
you know, if you bring in Toffoli, you, you probably have to squeeze Bocas out, just a numbers game at that point. So we'll see what happens there. I, I really don't have a good sense of what direction it could go, though. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Um, should we talk about possible free agents? Yeah. I mean, this free agent class is pretty kind of terrible. Whack. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Anything we're looking for some depth, depth pickups, maybe on the back end, maybe maybe up front, bottom six. Yeah, I think for sure on defense, I think they might want to sign someone on a cheap deal to kind of just you know be a depth defender who kind of like switch that role with Brendan Smith and Kevin Ball a little bit. I think Kevin Ball will probably end up playing a higher up the lineup next season than he did this previous one, but. Do you think Susie's going to be too too pricey? Yeah, I think some team will give him like three by three or something like that, which is not it's not really pricey, but it just it doesn't make sense for the Devils with Luke Hughes and Simone Nemitz. So he seemed to really come into himself in Seattle. Yeah, I think you know in a different world, I think Susie would be a pretty good target for the Devils. He's a big guy who's got like can skate pretty well. He's not like the typical big defenseman who's not actually good defensively. Like he's pretty solid. So. Um, you know, but I think with Nemec and Hughes and Brendan Smith and all them, uh, I mean, Ball, it's kind of hard to see where he fits in moving forward. Um, you know, I look at Connor Clifton maybe as someone also a New Jersey native um, that they could maybe. He's Don't not tell me he's from Clifton. Uh, he's from Matawan or something. He's from some, Manalapan or Matawan, someone down the shore. But he's not from Clifton, New Jersey. No, <laughs> but he is from somewhere down, I think, on the shore. Um yeah, you know, I could see him being an option on like a short deal. Um, just be kind of some depth behind Nemitz because you know he'll. First of all, injuries too. If someone gets hurt up there, you won't have much depth. So you definitely need to bring in someone. Uh, I can see maybe you know if Mike Riley gets bought out in Boston, he shouldn't cost much uh, to sign as a free agent. Uh, so that could be an option too. But you know, no word on him. What the Bruins plan to do there? They need to free up cap space desperately, and they can't find a trade partner for. Mike Riley, they might buy him out, so we'll see what happens there. Um, you know, look up front, there's just like, Barbashev is, for me, after hearing Friedman say he could get max term contract, it's a hard pass for me. The one free agent that I think could kind of make sense for the Devils is Vladimir Tarasenko. You know, we obviously know previous interest. Um, this is not inside information. I know you give me that look. I'm just throwing a name out there. Um but I think Tarasenko, you know, we know the previous interest in him. They tried to trade for him when he originally uh, requested a trade from... And it looked like he still had some life left him on that Rangers team. Yeah, I mean, he produced at a 60-point pace last season, so he definitely has some gas left in the tank, and I don't think he's going to cost much in free agency. Um, you know, Evolving Hockey has him projected for three years at $5 million cap hit. Um, I think the Devils would be com- most comfortable taking him at a two-year deal, which would bring him just below $5 million a year. It's almost like your Tatar replacement in a sense. You, you trade off the play driving because Tarasenko is not really much of a play driver at this point of his career, but yeah, you also but get a, bigger, a better score. Yeah, you get a better yeah. goal scorer in Tarasenko. So uh, I, I, if the Devils do sign a free agent forward, I think it would be him. Like I really like Jason. He'd be fun with Nico. He'd be fun with Nico yeah, and he, Dawson. Yeah, either Nico or or Jack Hughes. I think he'd be a good fit on either one of those lines. Like, I really like Jason Zucker, and I think he'd be a good fit for the Devils. But I think well, he's, he's got like, some snarl too. Yeah, he he does, and you know, if the Pens don't resign him, I think he's just going to get a contract that the Devils wouldn't be comfortable going towards. Um, same thing with Alex Kalorn. 
Um, uh, it's just the free agent class. You know, I think Michael Bunting's an you interesting think Kaloran, You think Kaloran gets paid? Yeah, I think he's going to get like four. So Evolving Hockey has him projected for six by six, which I think is outrageous. But and then well, that's because well, that's what Palak got. But that's isn't how old is he? He turns to thirty four next season, I think. Um, and they say he's going to get six by six. Yeah, so Daily Faceoff has him at four by like five point two five, which is a little less, but that's still a lot. So that's why I don't see Kalorn being a fit. He's a power forward. I give him two years max. Yeah, well, he had 54 points in 64 games this season. So, you know, teams will – someone's going to overpay for him. Uh, that's so. because he's on, like, one of the best – he sits in the front of the net on one of the best power plays in the league. Uh, yeah, there you go. So team's <laughs> going to find out uh, the worst way possible that he's not worth – that probably not going to be worth that contract. So I give um, him, th- like – Maybe three mil for two years. Oh, yeah. There's, there's no chance. He's, he's getting way more than that for sure. Yeah. He's got to yeah. keep up that jet ski life. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. The one inch free agent I think would be a good fit too is Michael Bunting. He's annoying to play against. He's like one of those players you you basically hate if he's not on your team. So, Claude Lemieux. Um, yeah. Pretty much. Um, he's, he's in, I, I guess, Pest would probably be the best way to put it. Um, he projects for, I think like four by 5.3 or four or something like that, which I think is actually a pretty reasonable deal for what he brings to the table. Um, that'd be like the, and he's on the younger side for a free agent. I think he just recently turned 27. So, um, you know, if you give him a four year deal, you should be fine. Uh, you know, I don't think he just like falls off a cliff there. Um, that would be like him and I think Tarasenko would be my best free agent targets. But after that, you know, I think if the Devils want to make any additions, uh, you know, to non, I could see someone overpaying for him. For Bunting, yeah, I always thought like Vancouver would be the team to overpay for him. Um, you know, I'm trying to think I mean, now. That even Calgary, Calgary, right? Yeah, I was just gonna say Calgary that <laughs> they need bodies now, so maybe they'd be interested in signing Bunting. Um, you know, he is Canadian, so maybe he wants to stay in Canada. Um, other than him, like, and, Bunting, him and Kadri on a line, oh. Yeah. That would, oh my god! Talk about an annoying line to play against. Jesus Christ! Um, yeah. So those are really. I mean, aside from Tarasenko and Bunting, I'm not. If I'm the Devils, I'm trying to add. If they're looking to add forwards, you know, your best options would be through a trade. Um, the only path for how free about, agency. Yeah, go ahead. How about how, how, about, how about how about one bring? How about we bring back a familiar name? Um, Adam Henrique. Well, uh, Zetterland. Uh, no, why? I mean, why would the Sharks trade for him? I thought he's up. Isn't he free? Uh, he's. Re- I mean, he's a restricted free agent. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can't imagine the Sharks wouldn't, you know, resign him since he was one of the main pieces of the Timo trade. So, um, I said someone wrote about that somewhere, but I don't remember where or who it was either. Um, you know, I think as far as like if the Devils are going to dive into free agency, I think their best. And it, from, by all accounts, it sounds like they're looking for a goalie. I, I don't think if they don't get Hellebuck, I don't think that they're, they're running it back with Vanacek and Schmid. Um, I think there's going to be someone else there, especially since Nico Dawes is going to be out until December after hip surgery. So, and, so that was looking and, at, and McKenna basically confirmed that. That's He's where like, I was uh, going with that. Yeah, and uh, you know I think. Schmidt is not he's not I'm for sure not waivers eligible next season and if he plays in Utica he wouldn't for next season he won't be waivers eligible until 2025 so the Devils might be thinking at least one more year in Utica for him which I don't think that would hurt his development honestly he's just turned 23 about a month ago so 
think that's fine. But, uh, you know, going back to my original point, I think if the Devils get into free agency, there's actually some decent goalies who are free agents. You know, I wrote about that, I think, at the end of last week. Freddie, right? Freddie Anderson, yeah. Um, you see, the thing is now, like, obviously the Devils probably have a little bit of PTSD with giving goalies um, contracts who are in their mid-30s. Um, who have Especially that are injury-prone, right? Right. And Freddie Anderson's <laughs> had his fair share of injuries at this point, but now that you know you have Schmid there and – you are going to get Nico Dawes back at some point. You could, you know, these deals are not going to cost much. Like Freddie Anderson probably gets a two-year deal as a free agent. So you you can afford to take that risk a little bit more than you did when you signed Jonathan Bernier. Um, uh, he's got Reimer, a- Reimer on a one-year deal. I wouldn't even t- – I think Reimer is washed up at this point. I don't – um, I'm not. I'm not feeling the James Reimer love anymore. Uh, and that has really nothing to do with his stance on the the pride jerseys either. I just don't think he's he's got it anymore. Um, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah. So I, you know, the Aiden Hill is a free agent. I, it's, I think it's going to be tough for Vegas to bring him back, but he also could. Yeah, but he's going to get the Binghamton deal, right? Like that that no, market's been set. I don't think goalies goalies are not like unless you're a Hellebuck type goalie, you're probably not getting that kind of contract anymore. What I wasn't it like four by five? Hell, uh, no, Bennington was six by six. It was six. They're paying that nut six million a year. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad contract at the time too. I thought it was like four by four. Sorry. No, yeah, I think Hill will probably get close to four by four. I think less term, maybe so say like three by four. I think he gets something like that. So I think. For the Devils, that might be a little bit too rich. Uh, I don't think they want to pay that much for a UFA goalie. I can, see more... the Le- I can see the Leafs going after him. Yeah, I mean, there's a few teams. I'm sure he'll have his fair share of suitors after. And he was good in the regular season, too. It's not like he just came out of nowhere. And uh, Crushed eyes. Yeah, he, yeah, that's right. He was that game where he made like 47 saves or whatever. Um, and that shootout loss, if I remember right. Um, but he had like a 9-15 save percentage in the regular season. So he's a solid goalie. Um, but there's also Antti Ranta, there's Semyon Varlamov, um, Kenzie Blackwood. Yeah, well, Blackwood, I, if he's back, that would be quite the twist to this offseason. I'm pretty sure he's <laughs> That would it. be such a twist. Yeah, he's. I can't imagine he's back um, next season. But the, Laurent Bossois is out there too. So there's some quality. If these guys don't re-sign with their ter- current teams, I know Pierre Lebrun said that the Canes are trying to run it back with Anderson and Ranta, but you know they're still unsigned as at this point. So, what do you think the Flyers team. want for Carter Hart? Um, a lot. Jack Hughes. I mean, it's probably it's probably like a first two first round picks and like a top prospect kind of like equivalently. You know, I'm sure they want. Would you give up next year and the year after and halts for Carter Hart? I think the thing is with the Devils, since they're the division rival, it's going to be more expensive for them than yeah. any other team. So I wouldn't pay up for Carter Hart because you definitely have to overpay to get him out of Philadelphia to New Jersey. So, you know, I think if the the Sabres don't get Hellebuck, I always thought Carter Hart made the most sense for them. So um, I, I mean, I don't I think they're sending him out west. It's out I, west. Or I'm sure that's their preference, but uh, you know, I have to think off the top of my head who needs a goaltender in the West. I guess Los Angeles. You know, they're looking for a goalie, and they would make sense for, for Carter Hart too. So it would cost less than Hellebuck. Um, but yeah, I, it's kind of interesting. I thought a month ago, if you had told me the Devils would be looking for a goalie, I would have said no, just unless like someone Hellebuck comes up. But I mean, obviously that happened with the Hellebuck thing. But even without him, now I think they're going to bring in someone I'm else. Melka. I was thinking about him. You know, I don't know what Arizona 
I don't know what their plans are for next season. Like, are they just going to keep tanking or are they going to try to make it a little more competitive now? Because they kind of want to make a case to stay in Arizona moving forward. They're kind of a fascinating team to watch this offseason. Like, I just don't have any idea what they're going to do. Well, they just bought out two fourth liners. Yeah. So that to me, that gives me a sense that they're trying to be a little more competitive because like if they could have just kept those guys, you know, for cap purposes for next season, but they freed up a couple of roster spots and kept some cap space. So maybe they're planning to do some things this summer that will make them a little more competitive. I don't know. The one name that's really interesting to me is Jeremy Swayman, because like you look at Boston's cap situation and like they have to like, they only have 15 players signed. So they have to sign eight players to ice and roster for next season. And like, I don't know how they're going to fit in Jeremy Swayman while keeping Linus Ulmark and Ulmark has some no trade protection and stuff, which could, which could make it different, difficult for Boston to trade uh, Linus. So, and we've I'm, traded with Boston before. Yeah, yeah, right. There's obviously Pavel Zaka and Eric Halla just a year ago. So, like, I think if the goalie that makes the most sense for me on the trade market for the Devils would be Swayman if he did become available. Which as of now, you send Blackwood the other way. Um, I mean, they have a prospect who's put up some pretty crazy numbers in AHL the last couple of seasons, Brendan Bussey. And I think with their cap situation, they would be riding, if they trade Swayman, it would be Bussey in an Olmark kind of rotation. But it'd be interesting to see how they figure it out. I'm sure they would like to keep Swayman and, and Olmark um, going forward, but their cap situation might not, you know, might make it's either it Swayman or Hall, right? It's either Swayman or Hall. Yeah, I mean, Grizzly will definitely get traded. So one of the insiders, big insiders, said that the Grizzly will be the first to go. It could have even been Fluto Shinzala, who covers the Bruins for uh, the Athletic. I think he said Grizzly will be the first to go from there. Um, their cap situation. And then, I mean, Taylor Hall has a no move clause and no trade protection, too. So I don't know how easy it's going to be to trade him. Um, yeah, Boston's a fascinating team, too. I think. But if Swayman became available, you know, he makes the most sense. I think even more for Hellebuck because Swayman's only 24 years old. So, like, he fits in with the core of this team. You don't have to pay him a big contract now. You could do, like, a bridge deal, and then you worry about it, you know, a couple years from now. And he has a 920 career save percentage. I think you could ride with a VTech and Swayman, um, you know, tandem for a little bit until Schmidt is ready. And then when it's a curious time, you have a, an Akira and Swayman tandem, and they would almost be the same age i think like a two-year difference in year and a half so he's my ideal goalie for me but i just can't really see boston trading him and like they have no choice i think you know when we see this all the time like eventually teams figure it out like they figure out to do a way to keep their best players and i think they'll figure out a way to keep swayman there um so we'll see what happens very very interesting i didn't even think of that but i would love him i mean great great goalie so uh yeah but I agree. I just yeah, they, I can't I mean, see Boston doing it right yeah. now. So I mean, the, the, as much as Don Sweeney gets ragged on, that guy, the guy's pulled ra- rabbits out of smaller hats before. Yeah, I think this this time, if you look at the Bruins cap situation, it's going to be really difficult to pull that off because I think they only have like five million dollars in cap space as of this recording. So like, it's gonna be like the Devils, like in at the end of their run. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to, to move out some bodies here. Um, and their team could, you know, if Bergeron and Krejci don't come back, they could be significantly worse next season. Yeah, I mean, because they were on super team-friendly deals. Yeah, and they'd have to take even more super team, uh, team-friendly team deals, even with the Bruins moving some cap space now. So I saw 
Fluid Ocean Zawa said that uh, an anonymous Bruin player said they're not expecting either of, either of them back next season. So, All right. Um, anything else that we need to hit on? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Did anything happen on Twitter while we were recording? I don't think so. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. So I think we got it touched on uh, for this episode here. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I don't think anyone else said they're leaving Calgary. I think about just about everyone said that they're out at this point. Yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, that's a wrap on episode two uh, for the second season. I think uh, we discussed maybe uh, getting a recording in next week to discuss trade, um, the uh, NHL draft. Yeah, so round one is on Wednesday night. So, yeah, we try to record before then if we can for sure. Yeah, we'll try uh, either Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, I should be able to do either. Yeah, you know, I should definitely be able to do either one of those nights. So shouldn't be a problem. All right. Well, with that, it's a wrap. And let's go Devils. Let's go Devils. <laughs>